Welcome to the Menopause Times Podcast, a show dedicated to empower and educate menopause women with the wellness tools they need to manage this phase of life with ease and grace. Hosted by me, Charmin Shaw, holistic health and life coach who works with women at all phases of menopause to find relief from annoying issues and improve overall health and happiness through lifestyle changes. Discover what you can do right now to regain your energy, clear thinking, confidence, and so much more. You are not helpless about the change. There's something you can do about it. Today's episode, how will I know I'm in perimenopause and the essential steps to manage how you look and feel? Please see the disclaimer before proceeding. Okay, let's jump right into this. Somewhere between your late 30s and early 40s, you might start not feeling like your energized, happy, calm self, and you might not easily put your finger on the issue, but you know something is off. You, lady, might be in the transitory phase of menopause, perimenopause, where the nature of the menstruation starts to change as the woman moves from her reproductive years into a new life stage where the period ends. A normal stage of life. Let me repeat, a normal stage of life that every woman goes through. This time comes on gradually, almost unnoticeably. You may have the first signs that your period is not coming on its regular schedule. Maybe it's a couple of days late. Maybe it's a couple of days early. You're wondering, am I pregnant? Perhaps your menstrual flow is heavier or lighter. Your mood is up one minute, then it's down. Nothing new. There are some nights you can't sleep and you're awfully hot, but it's summer. So maybe it's just the heat and humidity. There are a lot of maybes and ups and downs, but there's a real sense that something is off. You just do not feel like yourself. Guess what? Our body's wisdom is designed to help us understand some things that are happening internally. Usually, these signs might be an indication that you're entering the perimenopause stage. But what triggers the unpleasantness that most women experience is the hormonal imbalances, which are due not only to the changes in hormones, but also diet and lifestyle habits. No, the primary hormones that are changing is the estrogen and progesterone produced in the ovaries. During this time, the eggs that were in your ovaries are nearly gone. That triggers the estrogen and the progesterone to start changing their cycle. Sometimes more estrogen, sometimes less, and the same goes for the progesterone. No, that is why you start to feel so odd because Ladies, we run our lives, but our hormones run our world, literally. Without hormonal balance, we start to have issues with moods, feeling, 
temperature regulation and health because the balance is needed for health to help us feel like we normally feel. When the balance of the estrogen and the progesterone starts to change, that's when we feel those symptoms. We start to have the odd flash. We start to get irritable, you know, and we, we just don't feel like ourselves. So that is really what is happening. So it's, it's important to understand that is the case. Every woman will have slightly different symptoms and somewhat different reactions to the change in the hormones. Because of course, we're all divinely created uniquely. We're not copycats. Remember that? Some women might sail straight to perimenopause without any problems, while others suffer terribly. Hands up, me. Some women have symptoms for a few years, lucky them, while others have them for many years. Both hands up, that's me. Perimenopause is different for each woman. So here are some typical hormonal imbalance signs and symptoms that you may notice if you're in perimenopause or if you're on your way there. Just remember, some of these might be part of other health problems and some might not occur at all. So we're talking about irritability, brain fog. You just can't remember. What was his name again? Night sweat, hot flash, sleep disturbance, digestive issues. Yes, bloating, yes. Heavy bleeding, moodiness, depressive state, uh, low sex drive, yes. And some for others, it could be high sex drive. For every woman, again, it's going to be different. But if you're within this age, the late 30s, early 40s, and you start to just sudden feel changes in your well-being, your first action always is to get things checked out. The body is very complex. Plus, symptoms can mimic other health issues. So call your doctor. Hello, doctor. I'd like to make an appointment because I notice a lot of changes in my body and I don't know if an alien has taken me over. That may be your call to him or it could be different. But what you want to do is to make an appointment and get things checked out. Now, once you have gotten things checked out and your doctor just says to you, Sue, you're in perimenopause. It's normal. You're not dying. Go home. That may be what he'll say to you. Here's what you do next, because the reality is you do not have to, if these imbalances are affecting your work, life, productivity, you need to do something about it. So here are a couple of things that you can do to help yourself. One of the main things that's going to help you during your perimenopause years, especially, is to keep track of things. There's going to be a lot of new sensation, a lot of different feelings. And so as not to go crazy or really believe that there's an alien in your body, you want to start to keep track of things so you can understand some of the signals and sensation that's happening to you. One of the things that you want to keep track of is your periods. 
Knowing your normal cycles will alert you to changes. You will start to notice when it's heavy, when it's irregular, because changes in the periods is usually one of the first signs that indicates that you're making your transition. Another thing you want to keep track of, which is going to be very empowering, is what you eat and how you feel. One of the issues that happens with a lot of perimenopause women is having digestive issues. But sometimes the digestive issues is really related to eating the wrong kind of foods for your body. Sometimes these are food that you previously absorb easily. But no, going through the change, your body may not absorb them that as easily. Typically, maybe like cheese, you know, any form of dairy, sometimes it could be grains, but keeping a log of what you eat and notice how you feel, you can figure out what food sensitivity do you have so you can know what you can change, what you can eliminate. Another thing to also keep track of is your moods and feelings, the different sensations that you're feeling outside of your gut. Because what you, if you start to do that, you know, like keep track of your fatigue, keep track of your sleep, you're going to start to pick up triggers because you might notice pattern between your fatigue and lack of sleep because your lack of sleep could be not just the change in hormones, but also lifestyle habit of maybe staying up too late. And because in the it, when, you know, before perimenopause, you would have gone to bed and probably you just fell asleep. Now with the change in hormones, you don't fall asleep that easily. So your lifestyle habits is what's going to really help you to manage a lot of these issues because you, you can't you know, stop the hormones from changing because that's just naturally what the body's going to do. But your lifestyle and diet is going to be very supportive. And talking about diet, that is going to be another essential factor that you want to make sure that you're focusing time and attention on. And one of the things that you really want to do in the perimenopause phase is to focus on an hormone-friendly diet. No? Yeah. That's not something you can't go to the restaurant and say, can I have an almond friendly meal? It may not be on the menu, right? But really what this is saying is that you know have to make choices in the food that you choose to eat that they are supporting your almonds rather than going against it because if not, your symptoms is going to be worse. So when we're talking about almond-friendly diet, we're talking about the quality of the food first and foremost. You wanna make sure you're eating clean foods, meaning like organic foods because foods that are grown with pesticides you know, pesticides are known to be estrogenic. So therefore they'll increase the estrogen in your body and throw off your progesterone and create what a lot of women experience, which is estrogen dominance. And that we'll talk about in more detail in another show. Another thing you want to do with your almond friendly diet is to include almond superfoods. These are foods that's going to be packed with nutrients that make your almonds feel happy. Well, maybe happier than that. So we're talking about like avocados because they're loaded with plant sterols. That's going to help your stress 
hormone like quercetol, as well as your estrogen and progesterone. So avocados are good fats. You know, a lot of time people are afraid to eat fat, but avocados are good fats. Nuts, so that you don't go crazy, you may want to start your snack of choice could be nuts. And we're talking about Brazil nuts. They are rich in selenium that is not only antioxidant, but an essential mineral for thyroid support. And one of the changes that some women may notice during this period is that they start to have issues that's related to the thyroid. Another thing you also want to include as a superfood is flaxseed. Now, flaxseed contains omega fatty acid that is going to be a great balancing factor for your progesterone and your estrogen. And if you're having heavy periods, or even if you're not having heavy periods, you want to be eating a lot of leafy green vegetables like spinach and kale. They're rich in nutrients that's going to help your hormones, but they're also rich in nutrients that's going to boost your iron levels. If you're having like heavy periods, you're going to want to replenish that iron that the body is now losing. No. When we talk about an hormone-friendly diet, we're also talking about the systems in the body that also is going to support balancing the hormones. So we're talking about the gut and liver, baby, the gut and the liver. Those are two systems that's going to help your hormone get balanced and be happy. You can support the gut with some fermented and cultured foods that are loaded with probiotics that's going to enhance the bacteria in the gut that is essential to get the nutrients from your food. And then you also want to focus on the liver-friendly foods and herb like spirulina, cruciferous vegetables, but cook those, those are better cooked, parsley, green tea to make your liver happy. Your liver, baby, is one of the hardest working organ in the body. It's constantly ridding the body of toxins that can impact your hormones. It's getting rid of the excess estrogen to make sure things are balanced and create all that harmony. So help your liver to help you. Now, you want to look at what are the things, what foods in your diet that may be creating hormone disharmony. And we're talking about any food that you have a sensitivity to is going to create hormone disharmony. Foods that are known to do that is going to be like a lot of foods that are loaded with sugar. So you've got to cut back on some of the sweet stuff. And I know, I know, I know. And the alcohol. No, we're not saying go cold turkey. We're saying reduce but more importantly, if you want to feel good longer, not the short temporary eye that the sugar or alcohol will give you, we're talking about really focus in on making choices that's going to help you create the harmony that's going to give you that long-term feel good, okay? Then I want to stress and stress about reducing stress. Stress is at the heart of how you'll experience perimenopause. Prior to perimenopause, stress might have been the great elixir, you know, that energy booster to get things done. But during perimenopause, 
too much stress will work against you as your elevated corsetal levels will make the change in estrogen and progesterone become more wacky than they are and your symptoms is gonna feel worse. So when you start to reduce your stress and look at implementing certain tools that's gonna create stress relief, you're going to start feeling better. And some things that you can start to do right now is to examine your lifestyle. Look at all these roles and responsibilities that you're now doing. Are they all important to you now? Maybe they were before a year ago, but are they important right now? Who or what is not serving or supporting your well-being? Ask yourself, what can you eliminate? What can you delegate? And set personal boundaries. No, you may need to turn off the television. You may not need to watch the news all the time. You may need to come off from social media at seven o'clock so you can get enough sleep. You may want to have an early morning where you can meditate to reduce your reduce your stress so you start your, your morning earlier. So you know got to set those boundaries to make sure you're taking care of of your well-being so you can serve what matters to you. Another thing that will create your stress that sometimes we it's not very obvious, but it's our attitude towards things. No, many things that create stress for us is often the way or we perceive and respond to them. So if we have in like a colleague or in a relationship or you know, um, even the workload, sometimes it's all we perceive and respond to these things that actually stresses us rather than the thing itself. So look at your responses and reaction to things and see what you can change. Remember, remember, you have the choice to choose how you respond to things. And that is where your power lies. Because once you're making choice to support your well-being, that is what makes you powerful. Okay. So look now at stress relief tools. What kind of stress relief tools that's going to help you to remain cool, calm, and clear in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of everything, because now you're going to feel more overwhelmed with a lot more things. And to help yourself, so when you even show up at work or you, you know, you could have a situation where normally it would stress you, but now it's going to feel even more. So you want to start to incorporate some tools like deep breathing, meditation we spoke about earlier, thinking positive thoughts, affirmation, but you can't just introduce those stuff when you're stressed. You want to start doing it before you're in a stressful situation so that when you use it in the stressful situation, it can feel more like you're not trying to practice something because your brain will say, no, it's not the time for practice. Give me something that's going to make me feel good. Give me that glass of wine. (laughs) So introduce some stress relief tools that's going to help you. One of my stress relief tools that I am never without is my lavender oil. I use that for just about everything. I'm always with a bottle of lavender oil. And so you find what's going to work with you and make sure you have it with you to help yourself. Another thing that you really want to focus on is sleep. 
sleep. Sleep is how your body's gonna able to reset things and you're gonna get that energy. Plus, you might find that no, you may not be falling asleep and staying asleep as you once did. That's part of that hormonal imbalance. So what's gonna help you know is a lifestyle. So those late nights, you may wanna change that up a bit. And one of the things that you may wanna start to do now is to create a bedtime routine. Now, we know children have a bedtime routine. We make them brush their teeth, change their clothes, going to bed by eight o'clock. We adults, especially women, going through perimenopause, you want to start to have a bedtime routine. Now, this bedtime routine, you want to do it maybe like 90 minutes, an hour before bed. This might be like dimming the lights, turning off your electronics, prepare your skin, you know, your face, get a shower, get your journal, you know, which we're going to talk about next, to what this routine does is to send a signal to your brain when to shut down and when to rev up. Another thing you can do is journaling. I found where when I would go to bed at night, I'd have all my days, all my thoughts just running around in my head. And because of the hormonal imbalance, quieting the mind is not as easy as it be before when the hormonal levels were higher journaling, like get that beautiful journal that you now using to keep track of things. Maybe before bed is a time where you will, you know, write about your, what you eat, write about your moods and feelings during the day, write about your concerns, write about your things to do. So just dump everything in that journal before you go to bed, even the good stuff. So you can go into bed with less on the brain and that, that will help. Another thing that you also want to do is exercise. Now, for many of us, exercise might not be on the top of the list. On mine, it's always on the top. I'm just one of those people who love exercise. But one of the things that exercise is going to be, why it's so important, is not where it's going to necessarily help your estrogen and progesterone, but what it does is the effects it helps to negate those effects. So it helps like lower stress. It helps to reduce weight. It helps to improve sleep. And one of the important things is going to help with is like muscle because, you, you know, muscle loss or building bone density, which starts to happen when you're going through your transition. So get up and get moving. No, 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 not right now. When this is over, Get up and go, maybe go for a walk, but not right now. But what you want to do with your exercise is to make sure you set a time of day wherein you can do it consistently. And next thing you want to do is make sure your exercise is touching all the basics, meaning your routine should involve some strength training, some cardio, some yoga. So you're getting to calm the nervous system of the yoga. You're using the strength of the bones and muscles, the cardio to help the art. Just mix it up. And finally, finally, before we go, because you get a lot of good stuff today, is if everything is so overwhelming and it's feeling too much, get help. You don't have to suffer in silence, making sure you can be productive at work, making sure you're happy in your relationship. When the hormones start to go crazy, they can affect your relationship and your work. So 
get help. There is lots of certified holistic nutritionists or herbalists that can help you to rebalance your almonds naturally or speak to your doctor to see, do you need to add some natural progesterone to balance out the estrogen? The point is you have options. You do not have to suffer in silence. This is a time to set yourself up with the right action and the right choices. So as you go through the rest of your menopause years, you would have set in motion the action that's going to best support you. That wraps up today's episode of the Menopause Times. I hope you found this episode informative and helpful. Be sure to check out my website at www.charminshaw.com where you can subscribe to this show via iTunes or Spotify. You'll also find out more about me and my coaching and wellness programs. If you really dig the show, you can even leave a rating. Tune in next week for another edition. In the meantime, take care of your hormone health. Walk good.